0: Alex, it's the last episode of the season, officially, I think. It's it's
1: the last episode where we are reviewing games that have taken place.
0: Yeah, well, okay, so yeah, maybe poor, poor wording there. Listen, man, I just got back from high school football. That's the Friday thing lately. My brain is trying to process the fact that we won 26-21, and I don't know how we won 26-21, so... My I figured is, today, your brain
1: is uh is shot after a couple of days of transcribing too. Which yeah, you to that labor at least is coming out very soon. But like it's, yes, yeah,
0: stay tuned for some some pretty cool stuff. Alex has uh, bowling up in his cauldron. Halloween reference like that. Um No, I figured today an easy way to go about this for today would be report cards. That's always the the safe go-to at the end of a season or at the end of something. Um, So I I want your, Alex Stump your 2023 report cards on the Pirates. I'm going to give you completely free range uh, on how to break those down and how you want to split the report cards up. Um, If you want to go full pitching staff or just the bullpen or starters, individuals, hitters, fielding, however you want to do this. But let's uh let's hear your your thoughts on the twenty twenty-three Pittsburgh Pirates baseball season uh, as far as grading out this baseball team.
1: Yeah, I mean I I gotta look at this more as groupings.
0: I, I mean saying Oh, line. you're not gonna go through every single individual and give them a grade on on their fielding, their hitting, their Chris pitching. Owings, their-
1: I think was probably about a death on this team. Now don't you can reflect on it. No, yeah, but we're just got to look through. Different parts of this team. Uh, I guess there's no better place to start than the pitching for the starting rotation. Uh, By and large, I'm willing to give this, I'm giving the rotation a
0: C. That's actually what I thought. Yeah. Like, uh, that's uh, what, uh, like in my mind when you said this rotation, I was like, C. Yeah.
1: Because Mitch Keller was an all-star, the season stats are a little worse than you know what actually. He had that slump in the middle where he didn't yeah. really have his cutter, and that was such an important pitch for him. So that kind of threw off his season stats as a whole. I think this was a. I, I think there's more still to be untapped here with Mitch Keller, even if it is you know just a little more consistency of being that top guy. But like as a front of the rotation starter, I don't think there's any objection there. I think Johan Oviedo really established himself as a major league starter going forward. Like he was one of the more pleasant surprises with this team. Injuries really hurt this group. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe this is a completely different thing if Vince Velasquez gets a full season or if JT Brubaker gets to pitch into the air or if you have a Mike Burrows to pull from. But I I see some real positives. I also see regression from Ronzi Contreras, Quinn Priester really not living up to snuff. He looked better the second time up than he did the first, but really not, you know, what he. Luis Ortiz also not really seemingly building all that much off of 2022. Uh, I mean, he did towards the end of the year, but for a lot of this year, it kind of felt like he was in a holding pattern for a bit. So I look at a couple guys who didn't take a step forward. I do see a couple guys who did take a step forward and I, I'm going to try to avoid grading on a curb with a lot of this stuff but I feel like the amount of injuries to the rotation. I think it's you, fair. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fair the with the
0: pitching staff. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm going with at. a C maybe leading towards C plus actually.
0: Do you uh, I don't know this is speculation and it's hard to, to give a real answer with this but <laughs> Excuse me. If you do, you think that you know minus an injury or two, this team makes a little bit more of a run at a playoff spot, or do you, you know, think that it's just pretty much this is what a, what we could have expected? I mean,
1: I think they could have added a couple more wins on it, but like they were what was it nine, eight and a half, nine games out of a wild card. Whenever it was all said and done, like they were uh, a yeah, good they, ways away. Yeah, one or two uh, pitchers doesn't change. Doesn't swing nine
0: games. No, no. I mean, I think it maybe makes the end of the season a little bit more interesting, but uh, I think that's really about it. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, I'm not even going to add anything. I, I, I think C C to C plus is pretty fair. I think it's it's a pretty realistic grade for this pitching staff. And um, I'm really excited to see Johan Oviedo next year. I, I want to see if Mitch Keller can take the next step you know, and also Quinn Priester, Luis Ortiz, guys you mentioned. Uh, I, I want to see if they can figure it out and and be everyday arm. You know, or not everyday arms, but you know, once every you know, in those rotation guys yeah. that you need. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to see what they have to bring to the table next season if they bounce back, or if you know if this Pirates team's going to have to you know look for new answers. Who you got next? Uh, Since we talked bullpen
1: last week, I'm going to keep this pretty short. Uh, the bullpen, I'm actually going to give them a B minus because I I think we're going to talk a little David Bednar in the second segment. I think he's really established himself as one of the top five relievers in this game. I look at like Carmen Majinski and Colin Holderman who both, you know, broke out and are good leverage options for next year. Ryan Berecki was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it could be. It needs to be deeper. Yeah, again, I'm kind of grading on a curve because there are just so many rookies with the group. But I, I kind of look at like this bullpen, and as frustrating as it could be, by and large, I, I feel like they did take a step. As a unit, they need to add more to it, though. They can't just roll in with the same guys, in my opinion.
0: I, I man, B. What'd you say? B minus. B minus,
1: very that's very 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 generous. B minus,
0: that's high for me. Um, But I trust your judgment more than mine, so I'll move them to a flat C. I was going to have them at a C minus, but uh, I'll just put them at a C. I, I just, I guess this isn't fair because he's a part of the bullpen. But I almost separate Bednar from the rest of the bullpen because of what we know what he is. And I guess technically you can't do that. So I guess you, there's a there's a gotcha, but I just I didn't really see enough from the rest of the guys in that bullpen. Olderman, uh, notwithstanding, I, you know there were times where uh, Darri w- looked like he was going to be yeah. a gem, and then there were times that he looked like oh that's why nobody really wanted him. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to expect from this team next season in the bullpen. I don't know. Like you said, they can't be the same crew. It has to be. They've got to add. They've got to make. They've got to beef it up a bit. But I'll, I'll give them a. I'll give them a C. Yeah, I mean, just one closing thought. Speaking of someone
1: who's been on the Colin Selby train for a while now, like he's the type of guy that you can't go into next year thinking, yeah, he's on the major league roster and he's, you know, gonna get a leverage innings. It's like this is the guy you call up mid season right now. Yeah. So yep. I am going to we'll do outfield next. We'll do now outfield next. We're gonna put catcher along with infield here in a minute, just for one giant one. But for the outfield you look at Jack Swinski, very inconsistent, but the overall body of work did trend
0: up this year. Uh, is is he the perfect example like the perfect um like poster boy for the 2023 pittsburgh pirates super inconsistent but i think better than a lot of us thought yeah maybe when you look at the body of work
1: he also went off in april but i kind of thought you know like could this guy elevate himself to like an all-star this year which then May hit it. No, no, it didn't. But happen.
0: we all thought, can this team be a playoff team in April, too? And then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it was what it was. Yeah. Uh, so
1: I look at Swinowski. Reynolds didn't have this otherworldly year. He, I mean, he did at the first couple weeks of the season, but then had that long stretch of just not being all that great. I mean, he did find a swing. He did get into his legs as the year went on. Good signs. I mean, you have reason to believe he's going to be a
0: big part of this 2024 team. That's why he got the nine-figure contract. I think getting the contract out of the way now next year allows him to kind of you know reset and get back to what he does best too. Yeah. Rayfield
1: was an adventure. Henry Davis <laughs> was learning kind of on the fly while also learning catcher. And it was just it just what an odd sequence of a year that was for him. Palacios. Uh, one of those guys that you watch him and you, you watch him and then you look at the baseball reference page and it's like, is is this the same guy? Is this the same guy? I mean, I, I kind of thought he had a bigger impact, really big clutch hits, had the flair for the dramatic. Uh, overall, the group, I'm kind of leaning towards C, C minus because I kind of expected more from Reynolds. Uh, Swinski took a step, but I feel like there was some meat left on the bone, like a, a good step potentially for, you know, more improvement in 2024. Right Mm -hmm. field was an adventure. Uh, maybe if Kutch was, if the elbow wasn't so cranky, he could have played more. Maybe this goes up a bit, but just kind of where it is right now. It's just one of those, you look at it like, yeah, that I kind of get the feeling that for this team to be really successful going forward, It's going to have to be an an infield first team, probably. Between, you know, whoever they have a catcher and Cruz and Hayes and whoever wins the second base competition. But like the outfield has these potential impact bats and they just weren't consistently impacted this year.
0: Yeah, I... Man, like it's tough for me because of like Swinsky, you know, like I, I don't I don't know what to do with Swinsky's body of work because there have been times like he's yeah. uh, he I think he has the potential to be an all star. I do. I, I, I do think he that it's in him. We saw it this year for yeah for long stretches, weeks, month. Yeah, uh, it, it's almost like, you know, we've talked so much about you know, Key Brian finding his, his, uh, his swing. And it's, it's not that Swinski needs to find his swing, but he needs to find the consistent swing. And I, I man, if he can, there's your guy, you know, there, there is your guy. There's a, a really solid compliment to uh, to Brian Reynolds in that outfield, but I, t- I don't know what to do with it. Uh, so, you know, I'll go C plus uh, on the outfield. I, I think that, you know, they, I think they slightly performed better than I expected them to, but it just was a very inconsistent season. Cause you could say the same for Reynolds this season too. I think when you look at Reynolds' body of work, it's a little disappointing, but it's not like he was bad. You know, it's not like he was, I wanted to see more from him, but it wasn't like Reynolds was terrible. He just was kind of meh, which honestly, this, aside from April, this baseball team was kind of meh. Yeah. I think the last
1: two months of change were encouraging too, but
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: point stance, the point stance. Infield is probably gonna be my hottest take here because I could not imagine going into the year being told that we would finally see maybe not the full Hayes offensive breakout, but like he finishes the year with an above average. Darn opener. close,
0: man. Darn close.
1: I mean, I, mean, I don't think anyone's going to argue with this body of work offensively overall, even after the slow start, just what he did from June on really good stuff. I'm having a hard time, <laughs> time believing that I'm giving this group a D for the year. because A D? A D because I can't get over just how bad shortstop was for most of the year. Between Marcano and Castro and uh, Alika Williams didn't hit worth a darn up here. Pugero's probably better suited off for second base. Second base was an adventure. Like Paguero is by far, in my opinion, the best out of these young infielders who got called up mid season. But even then, like it was a below average OPS. We saw some tendencies for errors like you, you saw some good stuff to build for the first right. base whenever no i'm finishing i'm
0: fin. i'm, I'm all right you're gonna let me finish <laughs> i'm gonna have to mute button on myself uh uh first base
1: after carlos santana got traded was an absolute cycle of whatever I mean, Figuring through and even Carlos Santana, one of their big free agent signings, didn't hit all that much. Like, he was a really good defender, but you know, below average hitter who gets you know traded for a very low, you know, a very high risk prospect is the nicest way I think I could phrase that trade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, catcher, I mean, Andy did some really good stuff behind the plate, but at the on offense, like it just it was a rookie year. Stuff happens, Henry Davis didn't even really get to catch outside of like enough innings that I don't have one hand, one hand worth of innings. So it's, I kind of just look at all this and it's like outside of Hayes and Triolo, who, who was really exciting from this group? Like if you want to squint, maybe you can say Pagaro Rodriguez, you know, and it it is their rookie years that I think they're going to have good major league careers going forward, but it's just like, that's only a little bit. It's only a little bit. Yeah. So I I I look at this group as a whole. And outside of Hayes and Triolo, who who really, Triolo was only a couple weeks also with this. Like, as, as great as his finish of the year was, it was only a couple yeah. weeks. Before okay. that, he, he had, like, no slug before that. So, like, I I can't give him, like, All these brownie points. He had a couple good weeks in September. It's I I, I really only saw one guy on here that was a real impact player. And for a team that, like I said, needs to be infield heavy first with just the personnel that they have, that's not going to be good enough.
0: My rebuttal to this is you talked about injuries and grading on a curve because of injuries. The biggest injury on this baseball team happened at shortstop. And so, yeah, they're going to look disjointed at shortstop because I think they had now, you know, do you put this on the players? Do you put this on the organization? A little bit of both, but they put their, all of their eggs in one basket at shortstop with O'Neill Cruz and none of the other guys really lived up to any kind of potential, Uh, you know? uh, So for me, Knowing that O'Neill Cruz wasn't in the mix and they had to kind of shuffle things around, they and the, the organization didn't give them a, a real first baseman. And the only one that was close to that, Carlos Santana, they took him away. So I'm not go- going to be as harsh on them because I don't think that the organization set them up for success with what happened, how the season played out. So I'm going to give them a C. Uh, I know I'm taking middle of the road a lot here, but I think that that's what this baseball team was as a whole. And I, I think that, I don't think that this infield was that bad, but again, they weren't enough to get it done. Aside from key Brian Hayes, they really weren't enough to get it done. Uh, but because of the injury to O'Neill Cruz, I'm going gr- to, and Carlos Santana getting traded later, you know, at the, towards the deadline, I'm going to grade on a little bit of curve with them. So I'm going to be a little bit more generous than you.
1: Yeah. I mean, the D, I, I could say like all mine put together comes out to like a C or something, you know, for like the final overall grade, which I think is kind of fair. Yeah. Okay. C,
0: C minus for this baseball team. Yeah. Now, but I real think, quick because we I know we got to go to a break, but real quick, does the grade change when you take into account how they started?
1: I, I'm just looking at this strictly from 162 because I, I can't okay. look at this. I, I wrote it in my last piece, you know, for we take away April and divide the rest of the season into two halves, second half of that, you know non-April season they had the same winning percentage as the Marlins. The first half of that, you know, post April schedule, they it was the athletics. Like it's I I I gotta look at this as a whole because I I can't do the I can't do the record gerrymandering anymore. It's over. It's over. This team won 76 games.
0: The end. Uh, A big part of that 76 games was David Bednar. How much did Derek? Where the heck did that come from? David Bednar Uh, When we come back from this break, I want to get your thoughts on the season that he put together. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. David Bednar had 39 saves this season. That puts him second place in the NL and uh, tied for tied for second in the majors. So third place in the majors. I thought he led the NL. Now you got me. Got me Wait, up. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm I'm, I'm shuffled. Yeah. You're right. He led led the NL. Second place in the majors. Tied for second with Doval from San Francisco. Um, So I have a two-part question here. What do you make of this season? Uh, Because as you pointed out that I forgot uh, pre-show, he did go an entire month without a save. Um, But the whole team kind of fell apart during that month. Uh, So what do you make of David Bednar's season in a vacuum just for the Pittsburgh Pirates? And then go. you answer that first, and I'll ask the second question after you answer that
1: yeah, just to clarify real fast, that month without a save, that was in May, whenever the pirates were just absolutely awful. He didn't have like a yeah. save opportunity, you know, for for a month. And he's still fresh right, you right. know, with the adult lead in saves. And I think that kind of tells you just how A important this guy is, whenever the pirates are succeeding, and B, how good he is in those spots. Like this is <sighs> one of the more dominant relief pitcher seasons we've seen in Modern bullpen usage for for the Pirates, and I think the big thing above all else is we saw him do it for a full year because in 2021 mm-hmm. and 2022 he had those second half injuries. It limited his innings output. We saw him go a whole year for the first time, and whenever I see something like that, I think the real takeaway is he's checked every box that you would want to see from a closer when do you start talking extension? Because I feel like this, yeah. it, it's this winter or, or never. Like if you don't have any sort of meaningful discussions about it, whenever you are already going to have to talk contract because of that arbitration, when are you going to? Right? Last time I checked, last time I checked, there hadn't been any meaningful conversations. And that was, you know, back in
0: July. That's and a it, it, perfect not segue. Gonna,
1: they, they weren't going to have any
0: post-July. Yeah. So. That is a perfect segue to my second question. What is he worth to a playoff team? Because, here, do you know how many of the top four uh, in saves, how many of the closers, top four in saves, how many of them are on playoff teams?
1: Well, the fact that you're using four, not five, leads me to believe it's zero. zero.
0: So. Yeah. Um, is it desperately important i have my uh, i'm kind of playing devil's advocate here I, I don't but is it desperately important for a playoff team to have a dominant closer
1: yeah look you at what think the phillies so. look at what the phillies do with this bullpen phillies are low key i think like the sleeper in, in this whole national league yeah. and like like i i i'm tempted to say that Phillies Brave Series may as well just be the World Series. Like whoever comes out of that, I think is going to be Wait, electric.
0: Electric was that Grand Slam the other night too, man. The, the, the oh, videos yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they, they I hate to, Marlins, I hate to give Philadelphia credit, but man,
1: Marlins. I mean, no, not the Marlins. Uh, the Phillies are definitely the type of team that's built for October baseball, just the way that they are able to deploy a bullpen, and it's not just one guy. If you want to get into that. Just to follow up with this one, look what happened to the Mariners whenever they traded Paul Seawold away. Well, the Mariners should be thankful that they are trying to win 54% of their games. Uh, It's... You need a whole gaggle of guys, but you also need that stud at the end, and the Pirates have that stud at the end. And I I brought up Majinski, I brought up Holderman, I brought up Brian Berecki, who, you know, if we want to just strictly talk from left on left, perspective he did a really good job this past year like you have to pick his spots but whenever you do those that's a really good body of work so it's how do you build off for all this and i think the best way to build off it is to make sure that you got a bedrock at the end and look i i get that extending closers is usually not Best investment you can make because of just the injury history and the volatility of the position and, and the fungibility of the position. You can find yeah. a Ryan Berecki usually somewhere, but this is a team that if you're serious about competing, uh, David Bednar is part of that.
0: I think yeah. So for me, uh, just the reason why I asked the question is because it's been asked before. You know about. You know, extending relievers, especially closers. Uh, But for me, I I think I'm in lockstep with you for this reason. The way the Pirates are built right now. One, they don't. Mitch Keller went, what, complete game once this season? I think twice. Twice. Well, I know he went at least eight. Okay, he might have gone eight a
1: couple times, but yeah.
0: Regardless. They haven't had a lot of guys go very deep into games for a while now, right? They're just not, their starting pitchers are not built for that. Uh, Very rarely do we see Pirates starting pitchers get into the eighth inning. So they're not built to not have a dominant closer if they're going to be a good baseball team. Maybe that will change later on down the line. But right now, as it currently stands, not built that way. And second, this isn't a situation where you've got, um, you know, Mark Melanson as your eighth inning guy, and you can get rid of um, Hanrahan.
1: Or was it the other way around? Yeah. Well, you they got Melanson for
0: Hanrahan, right? They had Jason Grilly waiting in the eighth. Grilly in the that's what it was. Grilly. man, I got my got my guys mixed up. But regardless, you don't have a guy. I don't think Holderman is as oh, no. good as I. He's not the guy he's, he is not. So you don't, because you don't have that, I don't think you can afford to get rid of it. Um, And then finally, the third point to all of this, with him being a Pittsburgh guy, with him being a hometown kid, this organization is in desperate need of a good PR move. They are in desperate need of something that's going to make people excited about this baseball team on the field. If they were to let him walk or get rid of him or just not extend him, the PR is going to be terrible. And they can't afford that right now. So I think when you take this whole body of work, they've got to get something done with this guy.
1: There are three years of art before he he can walk. <sighs> they, they aren't going to trade at any point, so no, no, it, but, it, but, that, but that's still. Gonna be the count that's the really the only counter with it is just the. The fungibility of relievers and the inconsistency of it, and you've got three years of control anyway. Why are you trying to go through? But I I stand by you take care of the players who have made an impact. He is a two-time all-star. He wants to be here. He he loves Pittsburgh. This is his home. Why not just make it official? Why not just... Get um, rid of that.
0: That's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. If nothing else, so for the, the optics next time, of it, is, the next trade deadline, there isn't. You don't have his dad uh, holding up his phone at five oh one p.m. Like, hey, we got through the trade deadline this year. And yeah. Not having the heart to tell, uh, Mr. Bednar that, it, you know, there could still be a trade. It might have just been filed. Through.
0: So you know, it was just to end this. Uh, you know, I guess bringing it home because he is a Pittsburgher. It would be so cool to see him uh, close out the ninth inning in a playoff clinching game at PNC Park. Um, I got to see... I was down on the field for uh, when the Marlins clinched on Saturday, and I got to see Stallings and Josh Bell celebrate a playoff uh, clincher at PNC Park. Now, they weren't Pirates, but they were still back at PNC Park, I would love, and I felt so happy for them. I would love to see Bednar and even Kutch again. And like these guys get that opportunity to celebrate on that baseball field in front of these fans, because we know when playoff baseball does eventually hopefully roll around, we know what this city uh, is going to bring. So just kind of all of that to say, I, I really do hope Bednar gets that opportunity.
1: So while we're talking playoffs, whenever we come back, I'm putting Eddie on the spot for his World Series pick now that the wild card's behind us. Oh boy. I I let the world know mine I I think it's the Phillies I think they're just the type of team that's built for October They're facing a damn good team in Atlanta So I I kind of view that as The World Series, whoever wins that series Is going to be the champion So I'll I'll give you a cop here of two teams that you think Uh,
0: I say I think it's going To be Philly and Baltimore you still I think
1: Baltimore's pitching.
0: I do. I just think that Baltimore, they're the, they're the story. They're the young, exciting team. I, and then partially I want to see it. Like I just, I, I want to see that happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you on Philly. Uh, you know, I'm not really a vibes guy, but um, the vibes right now in Philly are, are pretty immaculate. And they are built, they are built for a long playoff run. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I think it's uh, for me, I think it would be a lot of fun to see Philly and Baltimore uh in the finals in the in the World Series. A lot We're of talking fun. the finals, the finals. A lot of fun, says the Pittsburgh. Hey, listen, man, listen, listen, listen. Of the let me I, of an Eagles
1: Ravens World Series. Listen,
0: I hold no ill will towards Philadelphia other than the Flyers. Okay? <laughs> That's fair. I, I like the Eagles. I, you know, one of my best friends, shout out Mac, has now, who will be in Pittsburgh for the weekend, is a Philadelphia guy and is a huge Phillies fan. And I like seeing his team, you know, I like seeing them win for him. Also, I love the 76ers. So I don't mind. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. And Baltimore, like, you know, listen, yeah, they've got two Super Bowls, but when you beat up on a team the way the Steelers have historically beat up on the Ravens, it's not really a rivalry. It's just a beating up on your little brother. I have, so you can't Wait, hate Who wins
1: Sunday? Who wins Sunday? Give me a score.
0: 13-10 Steelers.
1: I, I'm i going to go 21-20 Steelers because there was absolutely no reason why. You think they're
0: going to score 20 points?
1: Well, there's going to get a defensive touchdown along the way.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. So who's your all right? So you got the Phillies. Who's, who's the uh, who are they playing? Uh the Twins. Oh, I like that. Sure.
1: sure, we'll go with the. I twins. like the Twins. I like the Twins. I'm right. sleeping so hard on the American League this year. No one. Th- this is a no year. This is a no year. The the best teams are. The Braves and the Dodgers, and and the Phillies are the team that's built for October, and the Diamondbacks are this great young, stupid, scrappy squad. And they, like, I just can't get into AL playoff baseball. It's just not nearly as exciting.
0: Hey, man, listen, I would be completely okay seeing the Twins win, the Orioles win. I, I'm all for the new teams. You know, I'm all I'm all for it. So, um, as long as they don't get a guy. St- picked off on second base, I'm I'm good with it. That was a real bad one. All right.
1: Eddie's, we're going to say good night, Gracie, to Eddie. Eddie, good night, Gracie. Good night, Alex. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk again next week.